Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, Birds and Hunter fans. It's me, your host, Tom, and it has been a minute, hasn't it? Well, looky, 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 there's quite a few things to discuss. So here we are on Monday, the 29th of January, and I did want to check in with all the excitement in the league, and lo and behold, there have been many, many movements in our beloved Philadelphia Eagles team. So let's get stuck into those things first. So the last time you would have heard from me, it was myself, Ozzy Andrew, and Kiwi Glenn, commiserating the Eagles uh, playing terribly in the playoffs against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and losing in the first round, which unfortunately we all saw coming. And I speculated in that particular episode that I thought we might see an entirely new coaching staff, including Nick Sirianni, um, getting moved on. Well, pretty close to being right about that. Nick Sirianni is still our head coach, which I'm okay with. Um, But we have now got a new defensive coordinator. So Sean Desai and Matt Patricia were both let go or not renewed in the case of Matt Patricia. So Matt Patricia wasn't um, on a contract beyond this year. He is free to explore his options and Sean Desai was fired. Um, So that was predictable. And the replacement is a gentleman by the name of Vic Fangio, who is one of the godfathers of defense in the National Football League, has been a defensive coordinator for many, many years on many teams. Um, he actually has kind of devised his own scheme, and he has many disciples, including Sean Desai, Rich Gannon, to name a few, um, that have come out of the the Vic Fangio school of defensive coordinator styles, um, which is very similar to the style that you've seen the Eagles play the last couple of years. But now we have the guy who's the architect of this defense, running the defense. And interestingly enough, Vic Fangio, two years ago, when we went to the Super Bowl, he was actually a consultant helping in the background with Jonathan Gannon and that defense that year. And the expectation was that if Gannon had moved on, Vic Fangio a year ago was going to take on the defensive coordinator position. Well, it didn't happen because Vic got offered a role with the Dolphins. Gannon had persuaded everybody to believe him when he said he was sticking around with the Eagles. And then, um, as the story goes, Jonathan Gannon was you know, already speaking under the radar with the Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals, um, which broke a whole bunch of league rules. Uh, it kind of screwed the Eagles in the process. The Cardinals have had to give the Eagles draft compensation. And we lost out on Vic Fangio, who went to the Dolphins. Well, uh, you can sit there and speculate what would have happened had Vic Fangio come to the Eagles last year. I dare say we wouldn't have had the defensive meltdown that we saw in the last seven games of the season. Um, and probably we'd be talking about, you know, a decent season that we had on defense, but that wasn't the case. And as we know, Sean Desai took over, uh, and was demoted with seven weeks to go and the results were disastrous. So, uh, the world has come full circle when Vic decided that he was stepping down from the Dolphins after a year, um, mostly because he wants to be closer to his mother who lives north of Philadelphia. Uh, and so I think the fit was just too good and the Eagles had an opening, um, Vic became available and he is now our defensive coordinator. So the good news is our personnel already fits his scheme. So he plays a, uh, three man line with four linebackers, i.e. Uh, Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat and kind of considered a linebacker role here, uh, with two high safeties. So two deep safeties, which is the scheme we've been playing. I don't love it necessarily, but at least we've got the guy now who knows exactly how to make that scheme work the best. So I think this is a good hire. Um, he's got a lot of experience. He's been a head coach and it's the first time that Jonathan Gannon's had a really experienced defensive coordinator take over, um, the defense because Jonathan Gannon, when he joined three years ago, was you know new to being a defensive coordinator. Sean Desai didn't have a ton of experience last year, so now we have somebody with a ton of experience. 
And then on the offense, um, Brian Johnson was let go as well, which I think was probably a little bit more up in the air, although I think anybody would agree if you watch that offense, you knew that something had to change. And I think what happened here was Nick Sirianni was given an ultimatum. Hey, Nick, we get you new coaches or you're gone. And unlike Doug Peterson, who had the same ultimatum given to him after the 2020 season, um, and he refused to get rid of his coordinators, in this case, Nick Sirianni realized, hey, I probably should agree to whatever their conditions are for me to keep my job here. And now we have a new offensive coordinator by the name of Kellen Moore, who was the Dallas Cowboys offensive coordinator for four seasons up until last season when he got uh, shown the door. And Mike McCarthy, the head coach, became the offensive play caller. And I think there was just a difference in philosophy on how the Cowboys wanted to run their offense versus how Kellen Moore had run their offense. But my view of Kellen Moore is he ran some very, very good Cowboy offenses for a number of years, which have killed the Eagles defense. And so I really like his style of offense. I think he's a very capable and creative offensive coordinator. And so I think this is a good hire. I, uh, I really do. But now it put Nick, Nick's, it puts Nick Sirianni squarely in the hot seat because now he's really a CEO. This isn't his offense anymore, and he's been very specific about making sure everyone's clear that this isn't his offense anymore. Um, and so if Nick, the CEO, now can't lead this team to better fortunes with quality coordinators, I think we'll be seeing no more of Nick Sirianni in a season um, a season's time. So uh, very interesting to see how that all shakes out. But I think it was the right thing for the Eagles to do. Whether keeping Sirianni was the right thing to do, will only time will tell. But I do think getting rid of the coordinators and all the respective coaches underneath them. Again, I hope Michael Clay, our special teams coach, sticks around because he had a really great season. And I hope uh, Jeff Stoutland, our offensive line coach, sticks around because he's obviously um, you know one of the best, if not the best, offensive line coach in the league. So otherwise, though, we could see wholesale changes across the rest of the coaching staff. And I think this is a good thing. And the number one thing this coaching staff have got to do, they've got to rebuild Jalen Hurts. Jalen's got to get back to his 2022 form and not back to his 2023 form. So that's very much on Kellen Moore and his new coaching staff that he's going to hire. And then on defense, we've just got to get back to having a respectable defense. By the end of the last season, we weren't respectable. We were a disgrace. So uh, it's up to Vic Fangio now to uh, come in and rebuild things and hopefully not blow things up in the process. But uh, certainly we need some more talent infused on the defense and that needs to come via free agency and the draft coming up. So certainly an interesting couple of weeks in Eagles land. Uh, Jason Kelsey, I think sort of unofficially retired, but I don't know if it's actually in stone. So we may still have our man, Jason Kelsey. Um, Brandon Graham, our 35-year-old defensive end, has said he wants to come back for another season with the Eagles, so who knows if that shakes out if the Eagles want him. Uh, Fletcher Cox, I think it sounds like he could be done, um, judging by some comments Jordan Davis made at the end of the last game. But again, um, all these things are up for debate at the moment, and I'm sure these guys are also wondering about the new coaches and what style and scheme they're going to bring in and what role they may have if they wanted to stick around. So um, only time will tell. Only time will tell. Uh, today, we had the AFC and NFC Championship games in another, uh, just in a different vein of conversation about the NFL. And the Detroit Lions took on the San Francisco 49ers in Santa Clara in California. And the Kansas City Chiefs traveled to Baltimore to play the Ravens. And if you ask me coming to the game, who was the best team of the four, or best team of the four, I would have said the Baltimore Ravens. Um, followed by the 49ers, and I got that half right. So the Ravens actually really just fell apart today. Um, and the Chiefs, credit to them, back to another Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes did what Patrick Mahomes does, and the Ravens certainly imploded. Um, some pretty questionable missed calls by the refs 
the benefit of the Chiefs. And that's particularly galing to watch when the Chiefs are getting away with what should have been pass interference calls. There was one um, interception in the end zone where three Chiefs defenders were around the Baltimore Raven receiver, clearly pass interfered. Uh, didn't get called. And then there was another pretty egregious call that was missed. And I only mention this because obviously we were victim to a pretty ticky tack holding call that lost us a Super Bowl. So not bitter at all, I swear to God. But uh, the Ravens really imploded today. A lot of their team took dumb personal fouls. Lamar Jackson just didn't look like himself. So I'm pretty disappointed to see that. Uh, I think the whole league would have loved to have seen a different team than the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, just because we're kind of sick of watching the Chiefs. And then on the NFC side, the Lions, the Valiant Lions came in, came into Santa Clara and were up 24-10 um, at one stage, but unfortunately it was not meant to be and the Niners had some good bounces go their way and fought their way back and ultimately bested the Lions. So a real shout out to our friend to the, of the podcast, Josh from Detroit, who uh, got to watch the game today and you know I know he's pretty bummed to see his Lions come up short, but they had a hell of a season and they have a lot to feel proud of. Um, but that Niners team is a very good team, as we all know the hard way. So Super Bowl is the Kansas City Chiefs versus the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, pretty predictable that San Francisco's there, but definitely surprised to see the Chiefs again, um, considering how well the Ravens had been playing. So just goes to show on any given Sunday, uh, any team can win. So that's the Super Bowl coming up in a couple weeks. And um, otherwise, there's been lots of head coaching changes um, throughout the league. None, none uh, of great interest to us. Actually, there's certainly been a new Redskins or Commanders uh, head coach hired. Um, and I think the Giants are in the midst of replacing their defensive coordinator, Brian Dayball, who they let go. No, sorry. Uh, Wink Martindale. Brian Dayball is that coach. But I, off the top of my head, do not know who the Commanders have hired yet. Um, so I have not paid that close attention. So we will not get into that. But uh, expect... A lot of wholesale changes there. The one thing that did not happen was Mike McCarthy from the Cowboys kept his job. So he is still the head coach of the Cowboys. But I do know that their defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn, is currently interviewing for defensive, sorry, for head coach roles uh, across the league. I think the, uh, the Seattle Seahawks are a potential landing spot for Dan Quinn. Uh, and frankly, I would love to see Dan leave the Cowboys because he's pretty damn good. Although I'm sure he'll have successors waiting the, the wings like Al Harris, who we have discussed previously on another podcast. So folks, that's really the news of the last couple weeks. Um, new quarters for the Eagles. Uh, you now know who's matching up for the Super Bowl in a couple weeks. And now we wait to see the end of the Super Bowl and then we start to enter free agency in kind of March, April in the draft coming up. So that's the big kind of dates after the season finishes that are going to be worth watching. And um, yeah, this is going to be a big, uh, big off season for the Eagles. They've got a lot of rebuilding to do. And this is not like last season where I think everybody was like, yeah, the, the roster is great. We're ready to go. It clearly wasn't. Um, and clearly we were pretty deficient on talent in the defensive uh, area for sure. So a lot to replenish there. But otherwise, everybody, thank you for listening. Um, I guess if you're curious as to whom I'm going to be pulling for in the Super Bowl, I don't want to see the Chiefs win again. So by extension, I'd like to see the Niners win. So uh, that would be good for the NFC. And um, yeah, I mean, the Ravens, again, had beaten the Niners handily. But the Chiefs, you know, we'll see. And it also makes it even more miraculous that the Eagles beat the Chiefs in Kansas City all those weeks ago now, which feel feels like a lifetime. But somehow we did it. Uh, and I will just say, Coach Andy Reid from the Eagle, uh, Eagles, from the Chiefs, um, ex-Eagle 
head coach, Andy Reid. Uh, the guy's a wizard. You know, he's going to go down as one of the great head coaches in NFL history. He really is, and he deserves it. And his defensive coordinator, Steve Spagnuolo, he's been doing this for a long time at a high level. And the guy is just, he is such a top-end defensive coordinator, was at one time a coach with the Eagles, um, a great, great defensive coordinator. So it's really cool to see um, these coaches, uh, you know, doing well, um, ex-Eagle head coaches or uh, defensive coordinator. And actually, funnily enough, um, John Harbaugh, the head coach of the Baltimore Ravens, is an ex-coach of the Eagles as well. So lots of Eagles coaches well represented in the final four games that we just saw. Otherwise, folks, um, thank you for listening and talk to you in a few weeks. See ya.